Hi, I'm Lauren Lucky, and you're listening to Take 10, a podcast of Fondren Church. We're in a three-part series on burnout. The first week, we talked about six principles to help us recognize and avoid burnout. Last week, we looked at what it means to have a rule of life. And today, we're finishing this series talking about Sabbath. Let's hear from Robert. Well, we're talking, this is the third installment of about burnout and it's a reality a harsh reality that many of us face some of us could be facing it right now we could be on the cusp of it or maybe you've come out of a difficult season I did talk to someone this past week we were talking about burnout and it's a it's effect on our lives I talked about my season of burnout several summers ago and we were talking about how burnout can really be a gift even though you don't want to go through it you don't want your loved ones to go through it but it can be a gift in that it leads to health and growth and it brings stuff uh, to the surface. And, you know, we're not on this side of heaven. We're not going to be completely perfectly healthy people. So in a lot of ways, we're all on a journey toward health and well-being and burnout seasons are times where they're painful and they can hurt other people in our lives. So we have to be careful. We got to guard against the drift, the, the, the negative feelings, the irritability, the loss of meaning, and the, just the overall fatigue. we got to guard against that, but going through it can bring a lot of benefits to our, our lives, to our overall health and well-being. Today, I want to talk to you. The week, the first installment of burnout, we talked about, I talked about my own story from 2015, and I think it was six lessons that I learned kind of after that, coming out of that season that are really a part of my life now. And then last week I introduced the rule of life. A lot of writers, women and men, contemplative types are writing about this today. And uh, I took some stuff from a book I read several years back uh, to help you talk, to help you think about rules of life, which is again, not legalistic practices, but rhythms of your life. So you don't live so, you don't live so randomly. Today I wanna talk to you about Sabbath. It was February of 2018. We were with good friends in Jerusalem. We had just spent 10 days over in the Middle East on an incredible trip, and we were walking through Jerusalem close to 5 o'clock, and I noticed a mad flurry of activity. I noticed people that had been walking normal began to speed up. I noticed doors were opening quickly into the marketplace, and we all stood, and we ask our tour guide what's happening, and he reminded us that they're preparing themselves collectively as a large population of people who are religiously or culturally Jewish. They were preparing themselves to get ready for the Sabbath. Sabbath is really important, and what they get is what we don't often get, is that you got to ready yourself for the Sabbath. John Mark Comer, in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, talks about this very thing. I do know a few Fondren Church families that have read that book, single people as well, and that are seeking to practice that, or they read it and said, oh gosh, this is really radical. Well, Sabbath is a thing that God instituted that can help us not grow weary in our doing good. Jewish families often use rituals to help them plan and prepare for the Sabbath. So I want to give you a guide today in this broadcast that will help you discover your own rituals to make Sabbath day a life-giving day for you. If you're in a family, do it together. It can make it life-giving for your family. So think about some of the important things that God makes, wonder, worship, gratitude, contentment, 
laughter. How can these be a part? Approach your Sabbath. How about this? Approach your Sabbath like a kid, playfully, not as some ought or obligation or religious duty, but as a gift from God for your own refreshment. So here are a few ways to help plan your Sabbath. List some people who give life to your soul, people who love and appreciate you for who you are and not necessarily for what you do. People that you enjoy being around them. They enjoy you. You enjoy them. Um, these are people that don't drain your soul. Secondly, list some physical locations that help you become more attuned to God's presence. Places of beauty, places associated with fond memories, places that are new that you feel led to explore and go discover. If there's a cost involved with visiting these places, be sure to note that too. That could maybe knock you out of that. Third, list your favorite foods or drinks that bring joy to your soul and, and cause you to give thanks to God. This is a principle. Check it out later. It comes from Deuteronomy 14.26. Number four, list some music that helps you worship God, that brings peace to your heart or makes you happy. Uh, hey, if it's music that makes you want to dance, come on, even better. Five, list some playful activities, things that you enjoy doing for just the mere pleasure of it. Games, sports, hobbies, dance, theater, movies, whatever. Sixth, list some restful activities that restore your soul. Naps, meditation, reading, journaling, mindful practices. Um, this will probably no, come to no secret to some of you who know me, but naps I've discovered are very, very spiritual. And a guy in college told me sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. And I've been good through the years to pass that principle on to other people. But man, without extra naps on my Sabbath, I don't know that I'd make it. I wouldn't be recharged for the week, especially as I... Y'all don't make fun of me as I get older. Number seven, list some things that help you notice God's presence uh, that are or that are beautiful to you. Candles, campfire, scents, art, poetry, whatever it might be. We're all wired differently, but who are you? How's God made you? And what, what causes you to notice his presence more? And then number eight, list some spiritual disciplines that are meaningful to you that you would like to try. And by the way, talk to other people. Read and find out from the contemplatives some practices they've engaged in, and then talk to some people who you admire their spiritual health. Okay, so develop a Sabbath plan. Look at look over your list, and then throw this in the mix of what might be helpful. When will you practice your Sabbath? Decide what time this week, what time will it look like every week. Set aside a full 24-hour period, okay, sundown, sunup, whatever. Try to include the whole family, as I said, if, you're, if you have a family engaged together. It, there, I know a few families who do this, and it gets harder as the kids get older, but it is joy for them, and it's a radical way to live in modern-day America. Plan your Sabbath for the same time every week, and then ask what spiritual activities will, will you do to connect with God, and then make you become more aware. Worship, Bible reading, prayer, spiritual disciplines. Be sure to plan these uh, first, as they're important to the practice of Sabbath, what activities bring joy to your soul, special meals with family and friends. That's a great way to start a Sabbath, what items of beauty, on and on and on. And then decide what ritual you use to signal the ending of Sabbath. Celebrate a little bit and say, this is the market, the line of markation. This is the line that says, um, now I'm going back into achieving and hard work and getting after it. And then schedule a time to plan the next week's Sabbaths as well. What will be the same? What will be different? Here, I'm going to give you something to, some things to avoid and then some things that might surface uh, during a Sabbath. So Sabbath is, 
It's about ceasing from productivity. It's about not working. It's about receiving God's love, his good gifts in your life. So disconnect from the following. This is hard, people, but do it. Disconnect from work. Disconnect from media, social media, 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 TV, all that. Disconnect from productivity. Disconnect from attempts to control things. Disconnect from perfection. Disconnect from aggressive activity, from power, from planning, and from judgment. That last one, okay, is hard for some of us, but don't even judge. Don't evaluate. Just be encouraged in the Lord. Here's some things that might surface during this time. I found these to be true. And try to avoid judging yourself on your feelings, but here's what might surface in your soul during a Sabbath. Anxiety, anger, fear, sadness, grief, sorrow, aggression, sin. Some of these things could come up. Some of the things you've allowed to be hidden, the, the wounded part of you, the parts of you that feel unwanted in God's presence. But remember, Sabbath is a time for these things to come up so that you can work with them and work on them, allow God to work in you uh, through these things that come up. So adopt these attitudes as best you can on the Sabbath. These, these negatives will come up, so adopt these attitudes. It's a good time to reflect on what Christ has done for you the values that are expressed in his character that he wants to grow in you. So choose on purpose to adopt these values on the Sabbath. And you'll find them showing up on other days too. But here's a list. Love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and kindness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, thankfulness and playfulness. Don't forget that, y'all. Grace and mercy, forgiveness, truthfulness, and authenticity. So these are principles to help you plan a Sabbath And like anything, a Sabbath is only good if you practice it. So let's raise the value of moving away from leaders who are burning out, who are growing weary and throwing in the towel, to leaders who are becoming healthy. And having a good Sabbath is a really important part of that. If y'all don't know, I fuss at our staff around here for not having a day of rest. It's really important for us to take that. And it's taken me many years in my ministry to get there But I think when people look at me and my wife and my kids who are closest to me, they'll see that there's one day a week where um, I'm seeking to practice these things. And it's so vital, I think, to my sustainability as a leader, to my authenticity as a leader as well. Hope you've been blessed by this and that you can apply some of this to your very own situation in life. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this series on burnout has been helpful for you. To learn principles to help us recognize and avoid burnout, to develop a rule of life, and finally, to Sabbath well. We hope that you would join us next week as we continue our podcast, Take 10. We'll see you then.